Hey friends, I hope you have had an amazing start to the week so far and a fabulous Monday. I am so excited that you are here listening to today's podcast episode and let me tell you, it is such a good one. It is with somebody that I really look up to and all of the information we share and we talk about and the conversation we have is really packed full of truth and golden nuggets that I know you're going to walk away feeling encouraged and inspired by. If you don't already, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review down below. Each week, a new podcast is posted on Monday. Every single week on Thursday, a new blog is posted to inspiringhoney.com. Again, Every Thursday, a new blog is posted on inspiringhoney.com. And recently, I have felt so inspired and so encouraged by our community of friends on Instagram. We are at over 15,000 followers and friends right now, and the community has just grown so much. God is working through it so largely. So if you're not already part of that community, head over to Instagram and follow Inspiring Honey. I'm super excited to get into today's podcast with you, and I'm just so thrilled to be able to introduce Lainey Renee to you. Lainey Renee, most recently known as Mrs. Pickens, is a lover of Jesus who loves sharing about what he has done in her life. Whether it's writing blogs, music, or designing clothes, Lainey's prayer is that it would always remind people of how much they are loved by him. And let me tell you, she has such a genuine heart from the Lord. From our conversation we had, I am just so humbled and so thankful for the way that everything she says just points back to God. I know you're going to be so encouraged by this episode, so let's just hop into it. Hey, Lainey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. So my first question is one that I ask everybody, and it is, how do you live inspired? Man, um, I feel like the easy answer would be Jesus, of course, but um, something that I've noticed throughout my life is if I'm not just like staying, I guess, in my word, not to make it like a law or anything, but just waking up and reminding myself of what's true, then I, I lose my, I lose myself. I lose my inspiration. I love being like creative and all of that, but I feel like creativity truly comes from Jesus. So, um, anytime I need inspiration, I realize that usually it's because I'm not filling myself up, um, with, with him. So Jesus, number one, but also if I'm just like looking for like inspiration for clothing or, for videos or stuff like that. I think we all go to like YouTube and Pinterest and stuff like that. But yeah. I love that. I definitely feel that in my life too. Like whenever I'm not reading scripture or praying, like I definitely feel that void and you kind of like start to rely on yourself and then you just come up yeah. empty handed. Yeah, exactly. So I actually got to find you from living or from reading Live Original and from following Sadie and reading the blog posts that you write, which are amazing. Um, oh, thank you. And I know you write a lot for them and just released a devotional. But since you're so involved with Live Original, um, what is one way that in your life you carry out how to be true to who God created you to be? Yeah. Um. 
I feel like specifically with, like, Live Original, Sadie and I became best friends, like, first. Like, we were just friends, and then that is how I got involved with Live Original. And so I think our friendship naturally just, like, built the relationship of how I was involved with her ministry. And, um, you know, a good, a good friend makes you more of who God created you to be and pours Definitely. into that. And um, I think Sadie has, has really just encouraged me to be me, and I've hopefully encouraged her to be her. And so I think that has allowed us to – to do our things individually, but also be like really good friends and champion each other in that. Um, and so I think that also has paved the way for different things that God's put on my heart just to not, um, we're not, we're not trying to be each other, if that makes sense. So I don't know if that answers the question. Definitely. So do you think like just from that friendship, it's encouraged you to start being like more true to who God created you to be and just like walking freely in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's really important who we surround ourselves with and like my friends, um, I moved to Nashville about, uh, was probably like four or so years ago. I don't live there now, but that's where me and my husband moved from. Um, and in that season, like God gave me some of the best friends I'd ever have, Sadie being one of them. And, um, I had come from like a really hard season of not really knowing who I was. Mm. And, uh, I, I really feel like just surrounding myself with people who were looking to Jesus to tell them who they were was really what transformed me looking to Jesus to tell me who I was as well. Um, and so yeah, I really just think it, it comes down to him telling you who you are and then that paves the way for what you end up doing. It's not necessarily about just deciding what you're going to do, but it's just Jesus, who, who am I? And then everything else pours out of that. I love that so much. Just keeping in mind, like just repeating what you said that Jesus, who am I? And like letting him lead who you are. I feel like that's so true because a lot of us go through hard seasons and we seek the wrong outlets, but he just wants to be there to help us live that that truth so so you just released a devotional on Ruth and she's such an amazing Mm -hmm. woman in the Bible she's actually one of my favorite um women to look up to but how did you get inspiration to write that and what do you hope that readers get once they read that devotional um so this study is kind of like a part two of another study that I wrote um last year called Love, Relationship, Redemption, and basically it's just kind of like walking girls through um, my own experience of dating, but also just like what God showed me after walking through just kind of a four-year really hard relationship and and what God showed me about who he was and um, through that, and so Ruth, I just felt like is a really beautiful story of Um, how a man loved a woman, but also it's the consistency of how God loved us. You know, Mm -hmm. God, God is love. And I think, um, what got me into a really hard situation is I was separating God's love from a man's love. And so it was like, Oh, that's how God loves, but this is how a man loves instead of realizing that love is the same through and through and never changes because love is a person and um and Boaz the way that he loves Ruth we really see God's love 
and um, and also just how God is the redeemer. Um, it really just focuses on the redemption of Ruth and how even before um, they experienced her family experienced famine and and loss and all these things, God was had already began redemption through Boaz that He was already there and. So, yeah, I think the main thing is really just, like, taking away, yes, God's love, but how it's it's consistent, and then also how he redeems, that there's nothing too far, too too bad that he can't restore, um, any brokenness that he can't heal. He, he does it all, so. Wow, that really speaks to my heart, especially just because any of my listeners or my followers know the brokenness that I felt in my life. And just hearing you speak that really encourages me to even want to go read that devotional more. Um, What a beautiful story and what a great way to get inspiration and inspire others through that. I give you so much credit for um, writing that devotional and having such a heart to help other people learn that type of love from God. Yeah, and I think I just, like, honestly, I read Ruth before, um, before I started writing the study, and I, I don't feel like I ever truly, uh, understood it to the way that I feel like I understand or see it now, just in, like, um, when I look at Boaz, now seeing, even God the Father in Boaz, and how his heart towards Ruth is very much the same as the Father towards us, and how Boaz really, like, wanted to provide for Ruth, and um, asked the the harvesters to, to leave blessing for her on purpose, to leave, um, basically, the leftovers out there for her, for her to pick up, and um, just the, the things that even Naomi, like, was you know, calling herself bitter, or basically saying the Lord had dealt bitterly with her. And, and I would read that and think, oh, well, why was the Lord bitter? Instead of realizing that was Naomi's perspective mm-hmm. and how often our perspective can be not true of, like, God's heart. It's, it's Where's his heart in this? So really just encourage people, if you are going to read Ruth, really look for his heart of love in it and recognize that God is consistent from beginning to the end, that he, he never changes. Wow, that is such a great piece of advice and something for us all to keep in mind. I think through all the chapters of the Bible, through whatever we read. But what is your personal favorite Bible verse or passage in scripture that you always go back to and always just reminds you of what God has been teaching you or taught you throughout your life? Um, I feel like my favorite like changes often, but I would say <laughs> one that I, it kind of depends on what season I'm in, but, um, one that I continually go back to is probably Psalm 18. Um, and it just says, let's see, I'm going to pull it up really fast. I am the worst with memorizing verses. Well, I literally I, have to write them down. Even yeah, my favorite one. <laughs> it's, um. Sorry, I don't have my phone. I thought I had my phone. Um, But it just basically says, Lord, I passionately love you and I'm bonded to you. I want to embrace you for now you've become my power. You're as real to me as bedrock beneath my feet, like a castle on a cliff, my forever firm fortress, my mountain of hiding, my pathway of escape, my tower of rescue where none can reach me, my secret strength and shield around me, your salvation's ray of brightness shining on the hillside, always the champion of my cause. All I need to do is call to you singing to you the praiseworthy God. When I do, I'm safe and sound in you. And 
kind of how, like, I'm not big on, like you said, I don't memorize a ton of scriptures, <laughs> but that was one that I remember I was just walking through a really, like, I don't know, I just felt, I didn't feel safe. There was a lot of things I was, like, walking through that had caused me to not feel safe, even in my own home, and so I would literally go in the middle of my kitchen and just, like, speak that over myself and out loud, and um, just felt like even through speaking that, uh, those things became more real to me, that he really is the bedrock beneath my feet and the castle on a cliff and my firm fortress where nobody can can reach me or harm me. Wow, that is so powerful. And I think, like, we all need that reminder, especially right now. Everything that we're going through in this pandemic um, is a little bit uncertain or anything we face. I mean, speaking... Uh, truth like speaking the bible and sharing scripture really has power and I think that's just so amazing that you were able to speak that over your life and carry that verse with you yeah I I definitely would say like speaking scripture over myself changed my life about Mm -hmm. six years ago because I realized it was my it was my power it was my weapon and and there really is something to like life and death are in the power of the tongue and we have that power just in what we speak and so there are a lot of things that people speak over us every day that aren't true that aren't life but um, if what I'm speaking over myself is his word I'm I'm speaking I'm going to choose to speak that over myself instead of accepting and believing the things that are around me that are heart him Definitely. My favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 16.24, and it's for the same reasons that you basically just said that. Um, Proverbs 16.24 reads, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and gracious to the body. And I just feel like everything I speak, I really want to be intentional with, and I want it to be praising the Lord and helping other people find Him. And I think a lot of the times, it's so easy for us to speak with like, a free tongue and forget that our words have power but that goes for anything like even how we talk to our friends or talk about ourselves or even if we start to talk about other people like I just think it's so important and humbling to keep in mind absolutely yeah agreed so changing directions a little bit I know that you guys just got married so congratulations Thank you. That is such an exciting time. I have been married for like a year now and I feel like such an old married person. (laughs) But what has been both the best and most challenging parts of adjusting to wifehood and just like the change of life that that is um, for you and for everything that you've been doing and what God's been teaching you through this? Um... Man, the best part is being together all the time. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) That's the best. Uh, But I feel like just with anything, like, the best thing can also, like, be a challenge. Um, (laughs) And that, like, probably the hardest thing is, like, I'm very much a person of, like, I want to work through something. I want to work through it right now, and I just want to be okay, and let's move on. Whereas Clayton, my husband, is kind of, like, he he's like more of like a he's like process on his own and then he'll be okay but the other day like we were in the car talking about something and he just like turned to me and was like you're you're not who makes me okay and I was like ouch (laughs) like that kind of hurt but but I like 
it's so true and I don't want to be who makes him okay I want Jesus to be who makes him okay and Mm -hmm. so I think that the challenging thing can often be just letting him have that time that he needs between him and Jesus and um without trying to force him to be okay let Jesus do the things that I can't do and even the things that I don't I don't want that job I don't want to be the one who makes him okay ultimately but I think I have to be at peace with letting Jesus do those things and give space for that so yeah (laughs) wow that's really powerful and that's such like a great perspective to have because I feel like a lot of times when you're in a relationship or you're married like you just want to be that person's everything but how exactly it's just so important to make sure that you're pushing them towards Jesus and just like constantly serving them and you just have such a great heart for that so what is like the best way that you've experienced keeping Jesus at the center of your relationship and just pushing Clayton towards Jesus more and serving him that way? Um, man, I feel like, like, again, it's Jesus. I have to recognize that it's Jesus, not Mm -hmm. me. It's Jesus pulling his heart, not me pulling his heart and, and speaking to him. But I think something that I can do is just encourage him and remind him uh, of what Jesus is already saying to him. I can echo the voice of Jesus and um, remind him of truth and God's word. But um, I think there is a point where that becomes him and the Lord alone. And um, I also believe like when Jesus is the center of my life and the center of his life, he will be the center of our relationship. And it's really more about us individually coming individually with Jesus coming together and yes we 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 do pray together and we do read together but it's less about our doing it's less about us making sure we set aside time it's more about okay me and Jesus and you and Jesus first and then naturally us and Jesus happens if that makes sense definitely Um, it's it's he's my world he's my whole life so my relationship with my husband, of course, is going to follow that. And I wouldn't be at peace otherwise. So, and same for him. Definitely. I think that everything you said was just so true. And I know that I'm very, I feel very blessed because my husband is a believer, but I have other people in my family who aren't. And it has been a struggle for me to realize that it, I can't say anything. It has to be um, the Lord pulling on their heart. Yeah. And that is one of the most humbling Um, experiences that God has taken me through. I don't know if you've walked through that at all, but just realizing that you can't change anybody's heart, that God has to be the one doing the changing. Absolutely. And like, I think too, it can get frustrating when you want something so bad for somebody else. But I think, um, I don't know what scripture it is, but I know this somewhere it says it's this kindness that leads us to repentance. Oh yes. I think, and that's a common scripture, but I think that's something good to remember, even in relationships that, you know, it, it's one, it's him, it's him, it's his kindness and letting that just live in us and work through us. will we'll draw someone to him, but it's not out of our own effort, but he is the one who draws people in and ultimately changes their life. 
That is so humbling. I remember having a conversation with my pastor maybe like two years ago and I was specifically talking about how sad I was and how frustrated I was about some people in my family who didn't come to the Lord. And he was telling me that he gave me an analogy of like a garden and that we can plant the seeds and speak truth, but God ultimately has to water it. And it's not our job to see them start to grow and fertilize it's like whoever god puts in their path or if god, that's part of god's will for them so i think that's absolutely. just so humbling yeah absolutely and it it just kind of it also takes the pressure off of you like it allows you to just be free to be who god has made you to be without feeling the weight of having to do what he can do definitely <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does. I feel like a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves to try to be like this perfect Christian or to try to, I don't know, witness to people and get people to come to Christ. But like you said, that that pressure isn't on us. Like ultimately Absolutely. God's in control. Absolutely. So I remember hearing something super cool about you, that you are a backup dancer and I wish I could dance. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Forever ago now, but once upon a time I was a backup dancer. <laughs> that is so cool. I took dance like my whole life, but I I'm not too good. I wish that I could dance. I wish that I could make cool TikToks, but I'm just not at that level. <laughs> I think everyone can dance. It's just everyone has their own way of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Some are better than others. Some are challenged <laughs> like me. <laughs> But now you're such an incredibly talented singer, and you speak, and you even have a line of clothes, which is so cool. Um, but what has been the inspiration behind that, and like that career change, and how does your faith just root everything that you're doing, and like the opportunities and new endeavors that you choose to pursue? Man, um, I feel like. I've always loved performing. I've always loved dancing and singing and fashion and all that. Like, I can remember when I was little, always having, like, a favorite outfit and stuff. So, like, I've always loved those things. I was born with that in me. But I think the desire to, um, I guess, the path in which I chose to do those things has changed throughout the years. Um for a while, I was trying to, like, act, and then I remember, I, like, kind of came to a point where I was, like, this is just not fulfilling, um, mm. so that caused me to just go, okay, what is it that I really want to do, and that's how backup dancing came into play. I had gone to a Brit Nicole concert. I don't know if you know who that is, but yes, she, I do. so she's a Christian pop artist, and um, in one of her concerts, uh, I just remember, like, kind of just in my heart, just being like, God, like, I would love to do something like that, um, and just ministry-wise, and um, long story short, a year or so later, I got asked to step in for one of her shows, because a backup dancer couldn't make it, and then I ended up being there for almost four years, touring with her, and um, I really just fell in love with the ministry part of it and the backstage conversations, hearing girls' stories and where they've come from and um, just how their life has changed since Jesus or, you know, even the ones who are still trying to kind of figure it out, like just having that face-to-face -face moment with them. And so 
that after my season of dancing, I started the clothing brand. But during that time of dancing is really when I got into all of that and started styling some of the artists and um, styling our band and trying to create a way to put passion, put Jesus into <laughs> clothing and into dance. And um, that's when I started singing, writing my own music. And wow. all of it kind of just happened from uh, starting dancing and God just began to open different doors for that. And I remember kind of before the brand or like the line was anything, I remember sitting on my bedroom floor and just being like, God, like what, what could this be? Like, I know I love fashion, but um, how can you like put purpose into this? And I felt like the Lord gave me second Corinthians five seventeen about like, if any man is in Christ, he is a new mm-hmm. creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. And so that's when I started going to like thrift stores and um, getting old clothing and making it into something new so that I would have a tangible way to share the gospel with people. And so that's kind of evolved into different now because I can't do large quantities of thrift clothes. So as it grew, like that's been harder to do, but the root of it is still um, to just create old clothing into new, whether that's through things I buy from market or things that I go to a thrift store, whatever it may be. It's, it's to show who he is. So. Wow. That is so cool. That is like such a God thing. You were at a Britney cool concert and then you prayed about it and you ended up yeah. dancing for her and then yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of a long story made short, <laughs> but yes it was definitely god and it, it wasn't there are a lot of dancers who are better than i am but i feel like that was definitely god just making a way for me so that is yeah. so cool and you have such a humble heart Like, I just love hearing you talk because the way that you love Jesus honestly comes through. Like, everything you say is going back to the Lord. And I can't tell you how much that really, like, hits my heart because that just shows how authentic you are and how much you truly live for Him. Well, thank you. I I, I hope so. It's It's not me, but yeah, Jesus really has changed my life. So what advice would you want to tell your younger self or another woman who is in love with Jesus that wants to start pursuing their dreams and wants to just start going after what God's put on their heart? Um, I would say let Jesus tell you who you are before, mm-hmm. before you even get into anything like that. Like, I guess I would just, I would just pray that that Jesus would show you who you are in him. And um, as you continue, whether it's performing, whether it's in a workspace, whatever it may be, that um, just continue to remind yourself daily of who he says you are and not letting that that change by other people's opinions of you um, or even your own uh, just mental battle and in, in, mm. I don't know who, who you, who you hope you are in, in your brain. Like I know for me, um, people may not say anything about me, but in my mind I can make up what they think about me. And so I think just continually reminding yourself who Jesus says you are. And then also 
just recognizing that once you get the dream, you'll realize like if it's just a dream, it doesn't satisfy. And Mm -hmm. so um, Jesus truly is what satisfies. And so um, I think for a long time it was like, oh, if I get this dance job, oh, if I get this acting thing or oh, if I make music and um, but but the song, once it comes out, the song isn't what satisfies. It's Jesus is still ultimately the only one that can satisfy our heart. And so I think daily just letting him satisfy you and then um, taking steps toward the things that he puts on your heart. Definitely. <laughs> it totally does. It's such great advice. I remember I actually had um, a conversation with one of my business mentors recently and they were reminding me that like I could have any dream and I can start pursuing it, but without God, it's just going to be mediocre. But with oh him, gosh. all things are so good. And as long as we're fulfilling like the calling he has on our life to make more disciples and spread his name, then it's going to be so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It truly, like, that's the only thing that will satisfy in the long run. I think there is, like, a, there's something that feels good in the moment to know that you've accomplished something, but that, that feeling wears off, Mm -hmm. you know, that feeling goes away, but, um, he satisfies forever. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. The world's always going to come up empty, but don't, like you said, God is going to satisfy us forever. That's the only thing that's really going to fill the voids within our heart. So this is my favorite part of the show, and I asked some of my followers and listeners to ask questions that they would have for you. Um, and the first question comes from the username Serena Wing 17. And she asked, "In how do you stay biblically based in such a worldly environment? I feel like it just comes back to that thing of every day reminding yourself uh, what he says about you, setting your eyes on him. And um, we live in this world. So mm-hmm. obviously, like, we're surrounded by things of the world every day. But one thing we can do is keep looking at Jesus, and that will keep our mind on on him, on things that are pure and lovely and praiseworthy. And um, so, yeah, I think just keeping your mind on Jesus. So good. Um, And then Erin Elizabeth asked, when difficulties hit, what helps you go through it, whether that's work or personal life? Um, Worship. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm having a rough day, I just turn worship music on. Usually I get my headphones and just because I feel like kind of the world around me disappears for a minute and worship gets me through anything. And that's another way of just, I feel like an easy way of setting your mind on Jesus and looking up is filling yourself with, with worship. Definitely. I feel like anytime I'm stressed out, I like turn Christian music on and I just start to sing the lyrics and it just changes the atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. So Joe, I always pronounce things wrong. Um, (laughs) Joanna Colgan asks, is it hard to understand people who have strong opinions towards Christians? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. Um, But I don't think we have to understand. That's Mm -hmm. where we are not God and um, 
we don't have to be, we don't have to understand all those things. Something, I've been reading Psalm 139 a lot lately, um, and it starts out and it says, you searched me and you known me, you know my sitting down, my rising up, and my favorite part is it says, you understand my thought afar off. And I think that just is such a good reminder that God understands us, God understands our thoughts, he understands my thoughts, and he understands the people that I don't understand as well. Um, and I just get to love the ones that I don't understand and he understands them and that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is so good for all of us to keep in mind. Um, where can the listeners of today's podcast go and connect with you, read what you're writing and hear all the things that you're singing and just get connected with you? Um, so I have a website, it's just laneyrenee.com. Um, on there, it'll lead you to clothing, it'll lead you to music, videos. Um, I just recently started a TikTok, so that's been kind of fun. Um, but also on Instagram, I'm Hey Laney Renee. I have a shop on Instagram called Laney Renee Shop, and you can find the clothing that we've been talking about. And I have a lot of blogs with Live Original, which is Sadie Robertson's ministry. And yeah. That is so amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on this podcast and speaking so much truth today. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast episode. It genuinely means so much to me that you took this opportunity to sit down and listen to the conversation I had with Lainey. I truly, truly hope that it was able to encourage and inspire you today. If you don't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast episode. Uh, There is new podcast interviews uploaded every single Monday. It would mean so, so, so much to me. If you could leave a review down below and share something that you loved about today's episode or a previous episode. It would also mean the world to me if you would join our Instagram community. Right now we are at over 15,000 and it is just blowing my mind um, with thankfulness and gratefulness for how the Lord is developing friendships and relationships within the community over there. So if you don't already follow Inspiring Honey on Instagram, head over to Instagram and follow me on Instagram. It's just at Inspiring Honey. Every single Thursday, a new blog post is posted on inspiringhoney.com and there's tons of resources over there for you to tap into. So make sure you go and check that out. I hope you guys have just an amazing rest of your day and a wonderful week. Please never hesitate to reach out to me with prayer requests or any encouragement that you might be needing. Feel free to always DM or email me. I'm looking forward to speaking with you guys in the next podcast episode Monday and connecting online. I'll talk to you later. Bye, friends.